Turn with me, if you would, to the letter of 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5 to 7, we'll be looking at this morning. We've been going through this letter that the Apostle Peter wrote to people who were under extreme, extreme persecution and hardship as he sought to encourage them in the Word, as he sought to help them to stand up under persecution and to do what's right in the sight of the world so that through their lives the world would come to God. And we've seen as we've been going through this letter that the Apostle has been calling us all to holy living before a holy God. And as we've gone through the letter, he's given us the theological background to why we should be holy before God. And then he's gone to specific groups and he's given them a specific word on how to apply into their lives. And so we've seen that he's addressed wives and husbands. He's a He's told us how to live before authorities. Last time we met, we heard a special word to the elders, to the leaders in the church. And this morning we get a special word to the younger people, the young men specifically, and to all of us on how we are to live before a holy God. Last time we saw how the Apostle addressed the elders. Those leaders appointed by God to serve in the church and also to have authority in the local church, a delegated authority from God, and how he told them to instruct the flock, to shepherd the flock. Literally, the words are there to graze and to keep the flock, to get them food, but also to look after them, to protect them. And they are to do that with humility, why? Because they are being compelled by the very love of Christ himself. And so as we come to this passage today, we are looking at this passage in the light of what he's just said in the previous verses. So read with me, if you would, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5 to 7. You younger men, likewise, be subject to your elders. And all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, for God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Those are beautiful words, and so often quoted words from God's word. As we come to the specific word, he starts with this word for younger men. And some of your translations there might say, you younger people, you young ones. But the specific translation in the original is younger men. Why does he speak specifically to younger men? Well, when we talk about being subject to or putting yourself under that is one area where a lot of younger men, specifically, and today, young people, have a problem. Because it doesn't come by human nature, does it? It's not easy to put yourself under someone else's authority, especially in that phase of life. You're out there, you're the young and the restless, you want to get out there and do what you want to do. You've got your ideas on life, 
And sometimes you've still got to attain the wisdom that goes with that. And so he says, you younger men, subject yourselves, like the elders subject themselves to Christ. You subject yourselves to the elders. That word subject means to line yourself up under. It's a military term. It means force yourself to do what you're not going to do naturally. Tell yourself, I need to put myself under. Line yourself up under the elders. And then the word elders he used there is a word play. It doesn't just mean the elders of the church, the church leaders, but it also means those who are older than you. Those who are supposedly more wise. Unfortunately, that isn't always the case today. He says, young men and young people, force yourselves to be obedient to God first. In this regard, even when you feel things could be done differently, subject yourselves. Yes, come and speak to those who are older. Come and speak to the elders of the church. The door is always open. Don't at any time feel in this church specifically that there's no one who's going to listen to me. Come and speak to us as elders. We want to hear what is on your heart. But be willing to subject yourself firstly to God's Word. You see, so many churches are being split apart today by the generation battles. We have the and I'm generalizing now, okay? I don't want to be in trouble later. We have the old who resist change. We have the young who resist the old. And we have the young who resist any form of change. That's not to their liking. They want to do things other churches are doing. They want to do things other Christians are doing. But God says to you here specifically, and I don't know why he's telling you now in this timing, but he's saying to submit to God's wisdom i.e. His Word first today. Submit to your leaders here in this church. Submit and put yourself under those who are older and wiser than you. And then look to the Lord. And then he goes on in our text, he says, and all of you clothe yourselves. All of you, and that is all of you. And me, here today. He says, all of you clothe yourselves. He uses the word here which says literally to tie onto yourselves the apron of. Tie onto yourselves humility. You see, you've got to tie it on because it's not going to stay on you. Tie it onto you. And serve those around you in this body. Clothe yourselves with humility. You see, humility is a lowliness of mind. It starts here. It's thinking less of yourself. Because naturally, pride comes up and I want to think me, myself and I, don't I? I want to think the most of myself. But the Bible says, no, clothe yourselves with humility. Think less of yourself. Think more of others. Ephesians says, put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. You see, when we clothe ourselves with humility, we are putting on righteousness and holiness. And so, as we've seen before in chapter 5, verse 3, don't try to lord it over each other. It's so easy to try and do that. I want things my way, and so I'm going to lord it over others. Don't lord it over others, but lovingly and sacrificially serve each other. It's God's word to us today in this congregation from this part of Scripture, and we need to obey. 
we need to have a humility towards one another in our thinking first. And that will produce, in practice, a tying on of the apron of service. And we will serve each other. You see, if you haven't got the humble spirit in you, you will not serve humbly. It's got to start here as we subject ourselves to God's Word. I love this little quote. Submission is humility in practice. Submission, think about that. Submission is humility in practice. You've got to be humble in your mind and in your heart. And then the fruit of that is submission one to another as we serve. You see, that's the very opposite of what the world tells us today. What does the world tell us today? It says, stand up for yourself. Go for your rights. But God says the opposite. He says, no. Put yourself under others in your importance. Serve them. Why are we to do that? Our text carries on. He says, because God is opposed to the proud but He gives grace to the humble. You see, the reasons for our actions start with God, not because it's good to do these things. God is opposed to the proud, so we must do what He wants us to do. The reasons for our actions start with God. This quotation He makes from Proverbs chapter 3, verse 34, and in some of your Bibles it might be in capitals or it might be quoted, and that's because And this is just in brackets. He's quoting this from the Septuagint or the Greek translation of the Hebrew Old Testament. That's why it kind of stands on its own. But don't get the message of what he's saying here. He's saying God is opposed to the proud. In other words, God actively puts himself against those who are proud. That is what the literal translation is. God actively puts himself against the proud. You see, if you are proud in your heart, the Bible says today that God comes up against you. This is almighty, all-powerful God. He comes up against you, little bitty human being. You see which side the weight is on? It's more on God's side than your side, right? But, here's our comfort today, that God gives grace to the humble. He literally pours out His undeserved love on the humble. So what would you rather experience? God's opposition or God's love? Poured out on you. He's speaking to you and I, all of us in the church. And so the apostle says, humble yourselves, verse 6. Therefore, in light of what I've just said, says the apostle, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time. You see, we need to humble ourselves not just to avoid opposition from God or to experience his love, We need to humble ourselves before Him in grateful recognition that the whole church, that's all of us, are under the authority of the mighty hand of God. James says it this way. He says, humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord. Is the Lord here with us today? Yes, He definitely is. So what should our attitude be? We are to humble ourselves under His mighty hand. Why should we do that? Well, firstly, because God's Word says so. That's number one. Secondly, because we are under the mighty hand of God. What does that mean? Well, we are to humble ourselves under His mighty hand because He is sovereign. His mighty hand is sovereign. 
Elders of the church, you've had your word for you. But the appointment of the elders is a sovereign act of God. In the life of this church, God brings and builds this church. It is a sovereign act of the mighty hand of God. Things that come up in your life are all the acts of a sovereign God working with His mighty hand. You see, God knows and He is fully in control of your life and what's happening now. You are under the mighty hand of God. And therefore, you need to humble yourself to Him. Secondly, it means that you need to bring, his, his mighty hand brings you deliverance. This same mighty hand brings you deliverance, even in hard times, even in times of testing. And this must have been so applicable to the recipients of this letter in the time of the apostle. They were, they were being hounded for their faith. And he says to them, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. God is opposed to the proud. Yes, these people who are chasing you, God is opposed to them, but also if you've got pride in your life. But at the same time, He will bring you deliverance. The same mighty hand with the same power will bring you deliverance. And this same mighty hand also brings chastening because of pride. It also brings discipline into the life of the believer. Why? Because this mighty God loves you and He will Discipline you for that pride in you. And so, humble yourselves under His mighty hand. His mighty hand is almighty. You see, this God, this God will exalt you and He will bring you low. This almighty, awesome God exalts people. He, he raises them up and He brings them low. Our text says, He will lift you up at the proper time. That may only happen in the next life. During the whole of this life, you may be always serving others. But at the proper time, He will lift you up. And one day when you're with Him, He will lift you up. At the same time that you'll be bowing the knee again to Him, He will lift you up. It'll be in His time. You see, how do we know that's going to happen? Because it happened to the Lord Jesus Christ. What did Jesus do? He humbled Himself left everything behind in heaven and his position there before the Lord, he humbled himself and became a man on earth. And at the right time, God raised him up and he seated him again at the right hand of the Father in heaven. But that only happened after Christ had been humiliated and brought low and killed by men. Then God raised him up in God's time. You see, God is sovereign. He's in control. He's got a mighty hand. And He has that mighty hand in your life too. But I'm so grateful that that verse carries on. He says, Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you at the proper time. Now listen to this. Casting all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. You see, here's the doing bit of it. How do we humble ourselves under the almighty hand of God? Here it is. How do I do it? By casting. He uses the continuous tense here. By continually casting all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. How do you know you're humble before the Lord? Are you casting your anxieties on Him? That is the doing part of humility. I brought some anxieties with me today. 
Here they are. Okay, can you see them? These are all my anxieties. All right. These are the unstable economy. These are uncertain job situations. Maybe health issues. Maybe family troubles and concerns. You see, we need to know how to deal with these things, these troubles, these anxieties, in a God-honoring way. That's what's important from Scripture. If we give in to this anxiety, what we're saying is, Lord, I know you can deal with these things, and I know you're all-powerful, but Lord, I'll just hold on to these things, and then you hold me. Is that right? That's what we're doing. See the picture in your mind. There God is carrying you, and you are carrying your anxieties. Does that make sense? God says, cast all your anxieties on me. Don't hold on to them. You see, anxiety and pride are very closely related. Listen to this this morning. At first glance, anxiety and pride seem to be on opposite ends of the spectrum. But what is pride? What is the picture of pride that comes into your mind when you think of pride? You think of this person in control standing there being loud. Oh, I better speak softer. Being loud, knowing what they're doing, maybe even being arrogant, and of course being independent. That's a proud person, isn't it? Okay, so what's the picture that comes into your mind when you think about anxiety? Maybe you get this picture of this mouse-like person chewing their fingernails, overwhelmed by what's happening all around them and fully aware that it's out of their control. That's anxiety. Did you see the connection? It's all about control. The one thinks they're in control. The other one thinks it's out of control. Turn with me, if you would, to James, the book of James. I'll just put my anxieties down for a minute. Let's look at James. What does James say? James chapter 4. He speaks about the person who is proud. James chapter 4, verses 13 to 16. This is what it looks like. See if you can write your name next to this description. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know that your life, what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, you see, who's in control? If the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. And all such boasting is... Are you reading with me? Evil. Great, there are some. All this boasting is evil. Do you get that? So when I'm proud, when I feel I'm fully in control, nothing can happen that I won't know about, it is evil before the Lord. So what does anxiety look like? Let's turn to Matthew chapter 14. Here's a good description what that looks like. Matthew chapter 14, verses 28 to 30. My dear friend, the Apostle Peter again. 
This is Peter in action. Peter said to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But, here's anxiety. Seeing the wind, he became frightened and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. There's anxiety for you. Peter wasn't in control. He knew it. He couldn't even swim. And God had to save him, the Lord Jesus Christ. So you see, pride is the opposite of humbling yourself. And the Apostle Peter says in this text of ours this morning, he says, cast your anxiety on him. So these anxiety of mine, he's saying, cast them on the Lord. Don't hold on to them. Cast them on the Lord. The word he uses for cast is to throw something onto someone or something else. Throw it away from you. No strings attached. We love keeping the strings attached as human beings. Lord, I'll give you, I'll give you this thing in prayer, but there's a string. I just want to pray about it for another day or I'll come back to you again on it tomorrow. We like to hold on to these things. You see, sometimes our troubles are so great that when we cast them on the Lord, we think that it's going to be too much for him. Like that donkey. You got the picture of the donkey up there? We think the Lord won't be able to handle all my anxieties and my troubles. But this is Almighty God we're speaking about. Remember, Peter's told us about this God who's got a mighty hand. He is almighty. And so you can cast your trouble on Him. It isn't going to be too heavy for Him. You can cast all your concerns, all your discontentments, all your discouragements, all your despair, all your questioning all your discontentment, all your discouragement, you can cast them on Him. Cut the strings. Give them to the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because who are you giving them to? You are giving them to Almighty God. You see, is God not strong enough? He is Almighty. Does He not know enough about your situation? He is all-knowing. Is He not able to deal with your problem? You're just a little bitty speck of a human being. He's Almighty God. So would you be proud before Him and hold on to these things? It's just pride. If you're anxious today, there's pride in your life. That's the root cause. You need to come before God and confess that before Him. Why should you do that? Verse 7 carries on. Cast all your anxiety on Him because... He cares for you. Let's say that together. He cares for you. He cares for us. This is the God who loves us. This is the almighty God of the universe who cares for you and I. You see, God loves you so much that He gave His only Son to you. He allowed His Son to be humbled on earth. He gave His Son to you. He gave you, He made you and He knows you. This is the almighty God. He knows you inside out. He can see what you're going through. He's all seeing. His mighty hand is outstretched to help you through because He cares for you. He will look after your daily needs. He will look after your emotional needs. He will look after your spiritual needs. But He requires you to let go your anxieties and to give them to Him. 
and to come before Him in full dependence on Him. To cast your anxieties away from you. Cut the strings. You see, why should we hold back? We need to get over ourselves and our importance. We need to get over our pride and give it to Him and cast our anxieties on Him. In Matthew 11, he says it like this. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Has God changed? His offer of relief still stands now, today. His offer of rest to you stands. Lean on Him. Cast your anxieties on Him and cast yourself on Him. If you're not a believer here today, the message of the Gospel is, it doesn't matter how much you try and cast your care on Jesus, He can't take them on Him because you haven't given yourself to Him. You first need a living relationship with this God. You need to come and say to Him, Lord, I've been in charge of my life, I've been taking charge of things, but I need to give You full control. Forgive me for being master of my own life. Lord, I want You to be master of my life. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee. And then He will come into your life. And then you can cast your anxieties away on Him. And He will take them from you. Not before. You see, when we show this humble and obedient attitude to Him, He promises, verse 6 said, to exalt you and I to the prop, at the proper time. He will lift us up and raise us up. When you think you can go no further in life, He'll be there. He'll raise your head when it's down in the mud. He'll show you a way through when you think there is no way. He will give you hope to carry on and He'll give you the strength for every step to carry on. He'll do it. He's got a mighty hand. And so you elders, when you feel overcome by the task that He's put on you, when you feel overcome by those responsibilities He's put on you, Come in humble dependence, is God's word, before Jesus Christ and cast those anxieties on Him. Those concerns for individuals in this church that you've got look over. Those feelings of inadequacy you might have for the task that you've got to do. When you feel that your strength is drained out of you and you can't go further, elders, when you fear for your spiritual safety, bring those anxieties and cast them on the Lord. He's got a mighty hand. He cares for you. Young people, bring those frustrations you have, your dreams that are yet unfulfilled, your unfulfilled needs, your relationships with your parents, your relationships with the guy regule, the opposite sex, your anxieties over your progress at school, maybe your parents' anxieties over you and your progress at school. Maybe you're at uni and things are really going tough sometimes. Bring them in humility before the Lord. Cast them on them, on Him. He cares for you too, says God's Word to you. And then to the rest of us here this morning, when people in this church, as you look around you, when people here rub you up the wrong way, and I know they do, I'm a pastor, I hear things. When you start to become frustrated, when you start to get short in the wick, it's not, not for... Nothing that Peter was called the son of thunder. He knows exactly what has happened. 
when you start getting short in the wick, show humility towards each other by tying on that service apron on you. Start serving those that are frustrating you and you will see the change it brings in you. Start deferring to each other. It's not always you and the way you want things. Sometimes it can be what other people want first. Check your own attitude before the Lord and see that you are still humbled before Him. And then bring those very people who frustrate you and bring your attitudes to the Lord and cast your frustrations on Him. He cares for you too. And when you do that, God promises you this. How does God show you and I His love and His care for us when we give Him our anxieties? How does He show us His love in practice? What does it look like? We're going to look at four scripture passages that tell us that. Firstly, turn with me to Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10. And then we finish this morning. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10. We see here that God gives us the courage to face our anxieties. He gives us the courage to face our anxieties honestly and not to run away from them. How do we know that? God's word says so. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 says this. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's a hand that is mighty. I will uphold you. So God gives us the courage to face those circumstances, to go through them. Secondly, he gives us the wisdom to understand the situation. When it all seems midnight to you at times, God will give you the wisdom to see through what is happening. That's a promise from him in Scripture. Turn to James chapter 1, verse 5. James chapter 1, verse 5. This is God's promise to you and I. But if any of you lacks wisdom, what must we do? Let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. And then you can read what that will require. You must have faith and there's all kinds of other things. Alright? But God will give you the wisdom in that situation if you come in humility and cast your anxieties on Him. Thirdly, He gives you the strength to do what must be done in that situation. And I know there's some of you going through extremely hard times. God will give you the strength to go through that situation if you cast your anxieties on Him. How do we know that? Turn to Philippians chapter 4. All in God's word for us. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. That's what my Bible says. Most of us read that I can do all things. No. I can do all things through Him who strengthens me, especially when I'm going through hard times. It is His strength that I need then, because my strength won't be there anymore. He gives us the strength to do what we must do when we cast our anxieties on Him. Not before that. Before that, we are carrying it. 
And then fourthly, He gives us the faith to trust Him to do the rest. We don't have to do that. God will do the rest. He gives us the faith to trust Him to do the rest. Turn back to the Old Testament with me, please. Proverbs chapter 3. Good old Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. If the, I've got a favorite verse in Scripture, this is one of them. Some of you will know this verse really well. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. That means there's not a little bit you can leave full of anxiety. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding because when you're going through hard times, you won't always understand what's happening. Lean on God's understanding. In all your ways, including the hard times, acknowledge Him. God is a mighty God. I acknowledge that. And then He will make your paths straight. And that word means just in front of your foot, He will make it straight. When you look ahead, it will still look crooked. But in front of your foot, it will be straight. God will do that for you. He is the mighty God. He will do that for you. If you cast your anxieties on Him. You see, the word for today is to us, all of us. Humble yourselves to each other. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. By casting your anxieties on Him. More than that, cast yourself on Him. You and your troubles. Cast yourself on the Lord. Why? Because He cares for you. Philippians. Back to Philippians. Chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Let this word sink into your heart. Be anxious for nothing. Not some things. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, do you see the humility? With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then what will happen? And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You see, if we cast our anxieties on Him, if we humble ourselves towards each other and to Him, then He will give us His peace through those hard times, which will guard our hearts and our minds so that we can think clearly. And all that through Christ Jesus and what He did for us on the cross. Aren't those amazing promises this morning? This is such a rich bit of scripture. And we could carry on for a few more hours, but I won't. God cares for you and I. Let's cast ourselves on Him. Let's pray. Lord, our Heavenly Father, we come in humility before Your Word this morning because, yes, we are guilty. It is so often nearly daily, that we hold on to anxieties. We hold on to the unknown. We don't cast it on you. We forget that the Almighty God 
The one who is all-powerful loves each one of us who are believers here. And you care for us. And we are guilty of wanting to be in control, Lord, and not handing all control over to you. Forgive us, Lord Jesus. Help us this morning to humble ourselves before this word from you. And in practice, to cast our anxieties on you. And as we do so, Lord, the world will look at us and they will see that here's someone who's got peace when they should be troubled. And we will stand up like a sore thumb. And the glory and the honor will go to you, Lord Jesus. Because you are in us and you will be working through us to be glorified. May your name be made great in our obedience. May your name be glorified as the world sees us and knows. That you are God. You are God indeed. You are a mighty God with an all-powerful hand. And you care for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus.